What is this, some sort of dork outreach program? Welcome back to Bizarre Podcast, Dogs Must Die. My name is Grant, you can call him Chip, and we are talking about episodes 23 and 24 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. And where we left off last time was, even though we reached the end of a two-parter, it was a big cliffhanger for something that's basically really almost like a four-parter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so let's get to it. We begin straight in the action. Uh, we left off with Jotaro shielding Koichi from the mouth bomb's blast. <laughs> uh, and that's exactly where we pick up. Uh, uh, showing those last two minutes or so uh, uh, as a cold open. Yeah. Which goes right into the OP. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in this, this shoe store. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the explosion, once it, it dies down, the old man is just gone, completely vaporized, just like uh, Shigechi was when he, mm-hmm. he touched the doorknob. That brief explosion is enough time to give Kira time to escape. Mm-hmm. And it's all the information Koichi needs to piece it together that, okay, we're facing a killer with a bomb stand. That's why Shigechi, uh, likewise, left no remains. Mm-hmm. And so this begins an argument that will last this entire episode. <laughs> yes. Koichi, uh, he clearly can tell where Kira ran off from. There's a door ajar. You know, the, mm-hmm. the clothes hangers. They saw the, his wrist just a second ago. Yeah, the, the clothes hangers in that closet he was hiding in are like, you know, shaking back and forth from him just sprinting out of there. And he, Koichi just wants to go after the dude. It's There's a good chance they could probably catch up to him and punch him in the face. And Jotaro is basically like, no, we got to be fucking detectives. Also, we might blow up right now. So Yeah, yeah. He, he's urging caution and, and observation. Yeah. Uh, and so he demonstrates that there is value by just doing some straight-up Sherlock Holmes shit. Like, yeah. from, from the look of that jacket, I know we're looking for a 175-centimeter tall man. That's about 5'9", for people uh, uh, keeping notes. Yeah. Also, he's unmarried because if he had a wife, she would fix the button for him. Bro, what if he got a wife that works? <laughs> I know it's Japan, but <laughs> it's still a possible situation. I'm, oh. I'm reminded of uh, the Sherlock Holmes story, I wish I could remember which, mm-hmm. that begins by uh, uh, him deducing his client uh, is a man whose wife does not love him. <laughs> Because wow, he is hurts. clearly married, but his hat is unbrushed. And if his wife loved him, she would brush his hat. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but just looking at the jacket and uh, its style and fabric, we, we also know that this five foot nine man is uh, has rich taste for designer clothing. <laughs> yeah. All these lavender jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jotaro is urging Koichi to stay very still because he thinks this... this little tank bomb stand is still somewhere in the shoe store with them. If only because they know too much to be left alive. Yeah. So therefore, the the little wheelie bomb must be nearby. Yeah. And Jotaro is beginning to explain to Koichi, like, you know, how to, how to think like a detective. You got to feel with all of your senses real hard. Mm-hmm. When he's listing all the senses, like the, the Japanese characters for those are flying across the room. So I guess Echoes is helping. Like, yeah. Echoes is on Jotaro's side. <laughs> yeah. 
and and telling Koichi like you got to think like this now, otherwise you're probably going to end up dead soon. But the the subtext that is well, not so much subtext because Koichi lays it out here in internal yeah. monologue is he's certain that Jotaro's just saying all this because he does not trust him. He doesn't think. Like, he thinks that he doesn't think that he and his stand are good enough in a a straight-up fight like this. Yeah, he feels like he's being treated like a little kid. With a second-rate stand. Yeah. (laughs) And so Koichi is, is, you know, just talking out loud like, man, I know you think the stand's around here, but if it's not, we're going to look really stupid, right? And then a (laughs) shoe that's on a shelf right behind Koichi explodes, and the little tank shoots out of it and lands on his... a shoe! Ah! lands on koichi's face and starts like burning out on him the treads are like tearing up (laughs) koichi's face and so star platinum comes out with a thousand punches and then stops time for a thousand more punches yeah and this is the first time in a while that we've heard the stardust crusaders jotaro theme for when he's kicking ass hell yes it's very good yeah and uh this series of rages ends with like uh uh this little bomb tank getting spiked down through the floorboards uh who knows how far below yeah like no one has received this many punches except for dan of steel like yeah yeah <laughs> uh and even after being spiked all the way through the floorboards like the tank is fine and we can see like kira in a uh, outside of the store mm-hmm striking a real good pose with with this coat draped over his shoulder his arm and and he's just talking to himself about how proud he is about sheer heart attack yeah uh, which is the name of this sub stand his stand has a stand essentially yeah it's the so sheer heart attack is the second type of bomb that killer queen can use and yeah it's just like a little wrist mounted remote sub stand the the skull medallion on Killer Queen's uh, uh, left hand mm-hmm. can slide off, and when it does, it, it becomes this bomb tank. Yeah, uh, which we don't see clearly until the reverse of that. When you know, it is eventually reclaimed much later in this two parter. But I think yeah. that visual explains their relationship much more clearly than any of the words used in this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do it out of order. Yep. And so Sheer Heart Attack launches out of the hole it was punched through in the floor, and it's completely fine. It is an absurdly durable stand. So, like, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. 3,000 punches from Star Platinum just put a couple little dents and cracks in it, and that's about it. But the blows are so furious that that should destroy anything from what we know about star platinum yeah uh uh, to the point that jotaro's knuckles are bleeding from all of the (laughs) punching yeah also we should mention that sheer heart attack is the name of the queen album Mm -hmm. on which the song killer queen features yeah sort of the first queen album that sounds like a queen album it's where they Uh, sort of became themselves okay also like sheer heart attack even though it's a little tank it can kind of sort of fly (laughs) <laughs> it, it could it's just got ups it jumps real good yeah it just launches itself somehow uh so as the the tank is constantly just like launching itself towards jotaro and koichi and wow someone is burning out right outside my apartment <laughs> it's not me this time hey right. so yeah as as the, this little tank is launching itself uh star platinum grabs it and <laughs> puts its fingers in each side of its mouth and just tries to rip 
he, it just tries to <laughs> split the tank apart. And while it's doing this, so Sheer Heart Attack can speak in very simple sentences with Kira's voice. And as it's pretty like, much, it pretty much exclusively says, hey, over here, look over here. Yeah. And it wants you to know it's coming for you. Yeah. And as Star Platinum is trying to rip it in half, essentially, by grabbing both sides of his mouth, it just goes, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> It's very good. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it's it's so robotic. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah. Th- this also does not work. Like it's the most structurally sta- sound thing we have seen in the history of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Koichi is worried because you know, from what we've seen of the fuse, clearly, like touching this thing is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Grabbing it is sure to make the explosion go off, and it does. However, Star Platinum throws it at the very, very last instant, so the the explosion comes just as the the glass of the window shatters. Yeah, from from uh, the throw. Yeah, and the stand's fine. Like all this, ow, ow, ow. Okay, it hurt a little bit, but it didn't hurt you know <laughs> yeah it lost one of its treads but that's fine it's still got wheels to mm-hmm. to drive on jotaro's like getting a little worried now because like well shit i've done basically every single thing my stand can do <laughs> and it's fine it's a I little dented. so many of the big punches yeah it's my thing my i'm gonna break my bones soon my hands just from punching so hard but he is determined quote i'm gonna destroy that alarm clock from hell <laughs> Yeah, our heroes are still at loggerheads. They are still uh, uh, arguing, and their new argument is essentially their old argument, just in new clothes. Yeah, Koichi really wants to help. He's trying to throw out the stand knowledge he he has about like, mm-hmm. okay, if Kira is running away, this has to be a stand, a long range stand, which means it wouldn't have much power. But it's so powerful that he must be really close by. My stand has a range of 50 meters. I can throw Echoes out. Yeah, let me just find him. And Jotaro's yeah. like, no, I've fought so many more stands than you. I know a long-range stand when I see one. Yeah. Uh, you need to keep Echoes close uh, and protect yourself. Yeah. So, again, the subtext here is Jotaro doesn't think Koichi's up to the che- up to the task today. Yeah. He does not think the little man has it. <laughs> Koichi basically just goes, fuck this. I, I'm i going to do what I want to do anyways. I need to help. This is a bad situation we're in. And yeah, he throws Echoes out uh, high into the sky. And yeah, he sees Kira walking down the street, walking away. Glowing with his purple aura, of course. Yeah. And he goes to like attack him. And Echoes reaches the, the end of its range. And Kira just keeps on walking. And that super freaks Koichi out. Mm-hmm. That a long range for a stand, stand this powerful to, to be even longer range than echoes is oh yeah. oh boy and so like the shock of this revelation and the strain of trying to push echoes farther than than 50 meters away mm-hmm. like is visually represented by the this radio circle filter that's like uh, uh thrumming over oh, koichi's yeah. entire body centered on his nose yeah and it's it's a really interesting way to to show like fatigue and anxiety. Yeah, I understand that visualization. I felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, Ko- Koichi is getting really bothered by this, and the tank is starting to roll up onto the the the, the, the now open window of mm-hmm. the store, and we see from its point of view very briefly that it sees things in heat vision. Yeah, it's a heat seeker, and it turns out Koichi is a little hottie. Yeah. 
he's he's getting so riled up that he is the hotter of the two uh living targets in this store now which Mm -hmm. yeah uh jotaro notices the tank just kind of course corrects slightly to go towards koichi and is like oh shit i get it now it's it's tracking based on heat so it lunges directly at koichi and uh now he's fucked and everyone knows it because he is out of star platinum's very near range Mm -hmm. and his stand is at uh, maximum range neither stand can get to him in time to save him jotaro does the one thing he can which is uh, he stops time and he grabs a piece of uh, wood, some debris from the explosion, <laughs> and with Star Platinum super speed, scrapes it across the floor so fast it starts a fire next to him. Yeah, so in the, the blink of an eye instant of stopped time, suddenly there is a roaring fire next to Koichi. Or next to Jotaro, or, or yeah. more properly, very next to, to Jotaro, uh, that uh, Sheer Heart Attack's like, oh, I gotta blow that up instead. Yeah. <laughs> so this huge explosion just rocks Jotaro's ass, and he is fucked up. Yeah, he, d- like, dozens of gaping wounds all across mm-hmm. his body. He gets thrown across the room, crashes through, like, a, a table or a cabinet or something, and he is just out. He looks like Dio being flung to to Joseph's dead body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he looks dead now. And so we get our sheer heart attack title card. Yep. Back in the action, sheer heart attack is now lining up to to continue the fight because so far we've just basically heard it say look over here and ow 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 ow. So now to hear this little robot voice say that was not the sensation of human flesh exploding. <laughs> It's a yeah. wild turn. Yeah. Th- this is like the part where Silent Bob talks in every movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Koichi is just losing his mind. He's screaming and crying because he thinks Jotaro is just dead. And so this mm-hmm. little man is trying to drag <laughs> this giant of a man out of the store through the back uh, as this tank is, you know, hunting him down. With his little T-Rex baby arms clutched under his armpits. Yeah. <laughs> the leverage alone is not working for my, my little guy. Yeah. As Koichi is... Like, he heard Jotaro explain how the stand works right before mm-hmm. he blew the fuck up. So, uh, as Koichi's dragging dragging him down this hallway, he f- flips a bunch of light switches on, which turns a bunch of lamps on. Uh, which are hot enough to briefly distract sheer heart attack. It has to like one by one crawl up the walls and just like ramp through them. Because yes, these Indian, these uh, incandescent bulbs are all hotter than uh, uh, body temperature. Yeah. Uh, so basically, this is a puzzle game. He's got to <laughs> yeah. make progress while making uh, hotter and or nearer heat sources to get blown up by this this stand drone. <laughs> yeah. And the idea of a stand drone is uh, uh, an interesting one. Like, this comes up as the explanation for how something can be so strong and so deadly and so long range. It's yeah. dumb as shit. Like, it does, yeah. it can't think, it can't do anything but just go in straight lines to the, the hottest thing it can see. Yeah, it's this is a new, like, type of stand that you'll see more in more and more in later parts uh the the autonomous stand something super strong super long range 
but yeah, you just can't tell it what to do. It just it either has a will of its own or it's really stupid, and yeah, it's, it's like sheer hard attack where it can only do something like follow temperature. So he buys enough time with the, the hall lights to drag Jotaro into the kitchen. Hooray, he saved. Kitchens are full of heat sources. Yeah. And also telephones. There's a telephone oh, in, yeah. the, in the kitchen. Koichi's just like, oh, fuck yeah, there's a stove here. I can just turn the burner on and it's an electric stove. So it's going to take a while for it to get hot. So that freaks him out. Electric heating element in the oven too. Yep. He sees like a big container for water that looks like it's... An electric kettle. Yeah, an electric kettle. And it's just like, ooh, yeah, there's going to be hot water in this. Take this. And he throws it and it's fucking empty. (laughs) After the humidifier incident, you cannot trust small appliances. They're (laughs) never on your side. No. He's just staring down Sheer Heart Attack as it's speeding Mm -hmm. towards him. This is when I realize Sheer Heart Attack looks like a Super Mario Galaxy boss. Oh, he does. And in his current state, like, you've butt-stomped him twice, and now, like, yeah, the the wheels are off, but it's faster. (laughs) As Sheer Heart Attack is driving towards him, this is where Koichi as we've seen a few times now, go Super Saiyan. He also gets one of the signature uh, JoJo moments, this this moment of clarity mm-hmm. where I, ah, 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 I know exactly how to beat you now. <laughs> yeah. But before he can actually enact this plan, uh, he, he has to explain his new outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, quote, I can't figure out why I'm crying here like a wimpy little bitch baby with a bad case of the shits. <laughs> Yeah, that is <laughs> that is an extremely English dub only line. Yes, but it's really good. Koichi gets so crude when he gets badass in the dub. It's super funny. <laughs> Anytime he's not in the midst of like leveling up, he's so polite and kind. Yeah, yeah. So yes, his hair is once again shooting up. We are freed from the shackles of his hair mistake that <laughs> yeah. we've been dealing with ever since uh, uh, he, he uh, rescued himself from his kidnapping. Yeah. So yeah, Echoes uh, rushes at Sheer Heart Attack and just grabs it to slow down for a second. And then you can see Koichi is talking about how he, he has figured out the, the weakness of this mm-hmm. stand. And we can see that Echoes... Tip, tip of its tail is starting to form some type of word but before mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. see what it is we cut to kira kira is out on the street he, he's uh walking around having a, a grand old day checks his watch it's like sheer heart attack should have killed those fools by now this is unusual yeah he he looks at his watch it's like eh, it's been like three minutes people are usually dead by then that's kind of weird but he's still confident in in his in his stan's abilities he's just like well i'll give it another minute or two they'll be dead because sheer heart attack is unstoppable is relentless and it turns out that's the problem you see echoes has attached a its tail bob but uh, uh as a big lump with the yeah. word sizzle on it. It's made a hot bob that is hotter than anything else and is dangling in front like, you know, a, a carrot on a stick in front of a cartoon donkey. Yeah. Which is a comparison that in a minute or so, Koichi will make himself. Yeah. And so now, Sheer Heart Attack is just running around the room like a really confused Roomba. It's just mm-hmm. like bumping into <laughs> shit and doing little spinning in circles and it's just com- been rendered completely ineffective. 
Koichi's new hair, his fourth haircut, has solidified. It's much like his second haircut, yeah. but worse. I kind of think this is like his second best hair for me. Yeah, yeah. And so now that Sheer Heart Attack is completely distracted, Koichi has the opportunity to just pick up the phone and call Josuke for help. Mm-hmm. So he does. However, there is bad signal for some reason, like that this isn't a cell or anything. It's just very, very fuzzy, and and they don't explain why. <laughs> yeah. They also don't explain why the, the stove is finally uh, really hot, even though Koichi turned the burner off. Yeah, for some reason, it was just like, <laughs> even though he just briefly turned it on, it's like, well, time to get hot now, even though he turned it off. So these two things combine to make, one, uh, uh, the message for what exactly the situation is and where exactly Koichi is to, to barely get through. Josuke and Okiyasu are not working with a complete picture of the situation as they rush to the rescue. And two, there's something hotter than the sizzle bob yeah. for sheer heart attack to attack. Uh, Koichi's barely able to get the message through before... Sheer heart attack just like barrels through the oven and <laughs> destroys it, blowing off the sizzle bob in in the process. So so now that's not going to work anymore. Yeah, and the sizzle bob getting exploded also hurts Koichi. Like he gets a big tear down his back. Yeah, like it doesn't just blow off; it destroys Echoes' tail. <laughs> yeah, and severely injures Koichi in the process. Yeah, yeah, and Koichi's barely able to ex- escape the explosion himself with Jotaro. And so now they've gone through the the back of the store and they're in like the road behind the shoe store. So the relentless uh, tank tread tick 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 attack uh, advance of sheer heart attack is continuing. It's lining up his shot. Uh, uh, Koichi tries to summon Echoes and Echoes is gone and he thinks, oh shit, my stand is dead. He sees Echoes act, uh, a husk in the shape of Echoes Act 2 lying brown and broken and thinks, oh shit, my stand is super dead. I'm, uh, I'm a weak little baby boy uh, all along. Like, dude, it molted again. (laughs) This has happened to you before. (laughs) Yeah. And then right after Koichi says all that stuff, he's like, oh wait, I should be dead too if that's the case. Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, my guy's evolved. My guy's digivolving. Cool. <laughs> Into a little man. It so okay. Echo Echoes Act Three is uh-huh. what if Koichi? Because the stand is a little guy now, the exact same height as Koichi. Mm-hmm. And so what if Koichi got into cosplay and he wanted to be Hierophant Green's little cousin? <laughs> yes. That is what yes. Echoes Act Three looks like. Like, uh, okay, Echo Zack 3 is a silver little man with giant boxing shorts. Yes. Uh, just huge baggy silver shorts uh, uh, with a number three on them. So, you know, <laughs> that's that's his name, Act 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, running in, in patches over his body and a big line down this, this uh, vertical center of his face are little patches of the the bug carapace from the previous acts yeah. of Echoes. Yeah, and it's like the same green as Hierophant Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got like the the stoplight, the turning signal eyes like Hierophant Green had, yeah. And like the previous Echoes. Yeah, and the previous Echoes. 
And he's a robot man. He, he makes yeah. little robot noises. He has a robot voice that asks for for uh, commands that he follows to the letter, like a like a computer. Yeah, Act Three is has a little bit. It has its own personality. It can have com- mm-hmm. Koichi can have conversations with his stand. It's just that his stand is very robotic and literal, and also has these. Basically, it's the same voice as Koichi, just robotic. And the personality is Koichi's opposite. In effect, like he's yeah. superficially very cool. Which is something Koichi is not. He's not superficially cool. Yeah. But on the inside, Act 3 has no inner confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime something doesn't work, uh, Act 3 is like, well, time to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Koichi is very hyped to have a, a, a newer, a new evolved stand. And so he just points at Sheer Hartax like, fuck it up. Do, do it. <laughs> do whatever that you do. And... Act three just kind of sits there and goes like, hmm, okay, okay. So he rushes into action. He basically just teleports almost. He is so fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does a cool little pose. He gets ready to uh, protect Koichi and Jotaro by <laughs> announcing he is act- activating Act Three special move, Three Freeze, mm-hmm. which appears just to be a series of star platinum-like punches, rapid fire, and then Sheer Heart Attack just, like, rams into him and sends him flying. But with special poses, the special poses are very important. Yeah. Koichi's freaking out. His his brand new stand did a named attack, uh, but still got, got thrown a- across the uh, alleyway. And he's like, what did you do? And and Axtree's like, I did exactly as you ordered, man. I, I What? What did you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Say your prayers. We're dead. Fuck it. Koichi just starts yelling at his stand while he tries to drag Jotaro away from Sheer Heart Attack, going like, I I think my stand's broken. This sucks. Uh, (laughs) You look like you evolved, but actually, I don't think we made any progress today. (laughs) And as as Sheer Heart Attack gets closer to Koichi, it suddenly just sinks into the ground. Mm-hmm. Is, is just slammed into the pavement by some sort of invisible force. Meanwhile, at a street side cafe, I think the one where Kira met his most recent hand friend? Yeah. Who hated her, her boyfriend? Yeah. Who is probably a better person than her, or else they're both shitty. <laughs> uh, but, but there, Kira's hand is slammed down onto the table and smashes a teacup. Yeah. And he just starts freaking out. Well, like, why the fuck is my left hand the one that sheer heart attack comes from? Like, why is it so fucking heavy? And a waiter comes by going like, uh, asking like, you know, is there a problem here? And Kira's just trying. Kira's wants to just leave real quick. So he's just like, I got to go. I'll pay for the cup. How much is it? And as he's trying to uh, pull money out of his wallet, his left hand gets even heavier and it crashes clean through the table and destroys it. And we all know that if there's one thing Kira hates, it's making a scene. It's yeah. his unwanted attention. <laughs> yeah. So so he is scrambling, trying to, you know, not be the center of attention. Uh, and, and he, in a moment of comic mischief, just tears <laughs> all of the clothes off of this waiter. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to put his hand on the waiter so he can, like, push himself up off the ground. But yeah, his hand is so heavy, he just tears the waiter's clothes off. And the waiter is not that phased by this. He's just like, oh, geez, did I say something wrong? This is a normal reaction for saying something rude to a customer. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we cut back to Koichi, who's just like, oh, shit, my stand rocks, maybe. And 
he asks his stand to explain his power, and all Act Three does is go like, "Well, I did it. It's called three freeze. Three and free rhyme. That's how it works. It rhymes." <laughs> and then he asks, "Need I say more?" Like, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yes. I, I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so Kira is just like dragging his hand across the pavement, and like anytime we see the back of his hand, there's an indentation in the center, yeah. in the shape of the skull medallion that is on Killer Queen's hand that becomes sheer heart attack. Ah ha ha ha! So he decides to to go back and rescue his stand's stand because clearly something has gone wrong. Yeah, uh, and that is the the cliffhanger for this episode. And uh, while watching this one, uh, I figured Raimi would be somewhere in the ending by now, but I finally spotted her. Oh, where is she? She is sitting on the roof of the convenience store she hangs outside. Oh, there you go. Which goes by uh, after uh, Hazamata and before the Nijimura brothers as the the camera just goes down the main drag of Morio. All right. Yeah, I was looking for her, but I could not find her. Uh, so, episode 24, Sheer Heart Attack, part two. So we begin with Kira, who still has about 100 pounds weighing down on his hand by mm. his estimation. He fucking hates being the center of attention. He also mm-hmm. views this as being very humiliating, which is a thing he fucking hates. He, he sees being unusual in any way as a humiliation in front of strangers. Yeah. Kira is the toxic normie that Hot Topic t-shirts warned me about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kira's trying to take like back alleys to not draw attention but he already drew some attention on the main street here with two uh two thugs that have followed him into the alley some who, street punks yeah street punks who are probably the closest we've gotten this entire part to guys that are as muscular as dudes were back in Stardust Crusaders <laughs> <laughs> So so they are uh, mockingly, I guess, asking him if he wants help. Like, in the beginning, they seem like they are kind of worried about him. But as it goes on, no, this is clearly, uh, they, they are taunting this man in advance of a shakedown. Yeah. They're saying that both of them just lost their jobs. Uh, they're seeing this dude who's walking around with a nice suit, and it's pissing them off. He tries to scare them off with just an evil glare and a music sting like their dogs. Yeah. And this time it does not work. Yeah. So the one guy like grabs Kira by the tie and like pulls him over and is, is taunting him. And then he he kicks at, at Kira's feet, which makes him fall over, makes him fall over. And the, the weight on his hand is so great that when his hand slams onto the ground, like a ton of blood just bursts from it. Yeah. <laughs> which the thugs think is very funny. I think it's pretty funny, but yeah. I know Kira. I have a little more context than they do. <laughs> yeah. As he's collapsed, as he's laying, you know, prone and vulnerable, one of the thugs ties his shoelaces together. Yeah. What a disrespectful mugging. Mm-hmm. I hate it. As Kira fell over, like his wallet fell out of his coat pocket. One of the thugs uh, just starts pulling all of the cash out. And as he does that, all the fingers that are touching the cash just explode. Because it's a money bomb. It's they money got bomb. Killer Queen. And that summons the OP for this episode. And back in the action, Josuke and Okiasu are rushing to the store Yep. Uh, uh, on foot, fast as they can. It's too bad that motorcycle got cut in half. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's too bad it's impossible to restore a motorcycle mm. that gets cut in half. Nobody could have such a, a skill <laughs> or ability. Mm. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. They bear... They- 
barely even know is happening, but they're rushing to the store as we cut back to Koichi. Koichi notices that uh, at the same moment that Kira fell and like hurt his hand, we see mm-hmm. that sheer heart attack, like some blood just bursts from the cracks that were formed on it by getting punched by Star Platinum. And in this moment of uh, uh, stillness, I guess... <laughs> Yeah. Act three takes the time to sort of explain itself uh, and how, uh, unlike the previous Acts of Echoes, has a remarkably short range uh, mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for this new power and new uh, sort of positive autonomy rather than the uh, constricted autonomy of sheer heart attack. Yeah. Uh, and the weight applied by three freeze is inversely proportional to uh, the opponent's distance to Koichi, as explained in textbook-style diagrams. (laughs) Yeah, it's like in a little physics book or something. So the further Koichi is away from sheer heart attack, the safer he is, but the less pressure is applied. But if Koichi gets really close, then we're getting, like, tons and tons of weight applied. Yeah, and the maximum range of this, this, like, weight that gets applied to opponents is uh, five meters. So if you walk out of that range... All of the weight is removed from that object, and it can move freely again. And Koichi is, like, you know, running through the math in his head. How close can I stand? How big is the blast radius? Uh, I'm going to do nothing. I'm fine where I am <laughs> right this instant. Yep, I'll just be as the, the maximum range I can. The, the amount of weight currently applied to sheer heart attack, it can still move, but just barely And so it's very, very slowly just, like, cutting a little path through the concrete. (laughs) (laughs) That's how relentless this thing is. It is churning through pavement in order. (laughs) Uh, That's that's a good... It's a good touch. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so so this little lesson in stand mechanics is interrupted by someone coming through this side street. It's mm. Kira. Mm. He's here. Koichi knows the face of the killer. Yeah. Kira's hand is all bloodied. The very first thing Kira says to Koichi is just like, hey, I hear that Budagalka Senior High is going to be opening a new gym. I'm seriously considering uh, joining, you know, getting a membership at this gym because clearly I'm not fit enough. But also, it's really smelly, and people are gross at gyms. Yeah. So I'm not so sure. Maybe I'll just get some workout equipment at home. Yeah, he he said something that to the equivalent of, also, I don't want to stay in places with people where uh, guys lift dumbbells with the same hands they use to play with their dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Kira, folks. Yeah, that's Kira. His approach is framed wonderfully. It's it's a POV shot from inside the exploded kitchen. Oh, yeah. And Koichi is framed in, like, the tall doorway, while uh, uh, Kira is visible through the blown-out window, just, you know, his, his head and shoulders as he walks by. Yeah. And uh, any sort of framing like that, even with no thematic resonance, just uh, uh, reminds me of the beginning of Citizen Kane. Oh, where shit, you yeah. see, like, <laughs> his parents and, like, the banker hashing out his future in the foreground while... Mr. Citizen is <laughs> playing with his sled in the deep background outside yeah, the window. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely forgot about this this shot. And then when it happened, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's nice looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But Kira is also the most dangerous kind of villain, one who does his homework. Like, he is estimating the travel time each nearby stand user would have to get here, and guessing yep. that uh, of all of them, Koichi would have used the, the time for his phone call to get Josuke and Okiyasu. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows that Yukiko lives closer, but she's not the sort of person who would uh, uh, Koichi would trust to save his ass right now. Yep. So yeah, like a couple episodes ago when we saw all of the friendly stand users like gathered in front of the the convenience store and then we briefly like just a moment later saw Kira walk by. I think he was actually just spying on them. Mhm. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And the information gap is totally uh, uh in reverse because like okay, Koichi has his face. That's it. Like Yeah. Jotaro might be able to put together a plan knowing they're looking for a five foot nine guy into designer brands, but that's not Koichi's thing. Yeah. And Jotaro appears to be dead. Yep. Kira estimates he's got about two minutes before Josuke and Okiyasu show up, and Koichi's getting freaked out that, like, oh shit, that's the killer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Very clearly. But but Koichi is still on that fucking Super Saiyan high. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he is face-to-face -face with the murderer of both Shigechi and Raimi, two people very close to him all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Because he's got such a big heart, that boy. Yeah, he and does. And his righteous fury comes out in a huge flurry of blows. However, he is unfortunately outmatched by Killer Queen. And yeah. uh, uh, Echo's Act 3 gets a, a punch straight to the, to the face uh, and goes flying. And of course, because Koichi goes flying, that also means he's out of the range of uh, sheer heart attack. Although Kira uses this moment, this is where we actually see, he uses this, he uses this moment to uh, retrieve sheer heart attack, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, it just turns into a little gold medallion. He explains the, the sub-stand system a little more, and yeah, we, we get the the more meaningful visual of it returning to become the, the medallion on the glove of Killer Queen. Yeah. Uh, uh, however, uh, he doesn't stay there for long before getting resummoned, and now Koichi, in a one-on-one -on -one fight, is still outnumbered. Yeah. Uh, Act 3 is asking Koichi, like, hey, I can you know, weigh these targets down, but I can only do one target at a time. Do you want me to do it to the user, to kill our queen, or sheer heart attack? And so <laughs> no matter what Koichi does, he's fucked. He's going to get get attacked either way. Mm -hmm. he, he's running through, like, uh, uh, all the equations in his head and is like, uh, stop the bomb, stop the bomb. Yeah. So uh, uh, Act 3 does a three freeze on sheer heart attack. Meanwhile, Killer Queen stomps on Koichi's neck. Yeah. So everyone is, again, in a stalemate. Everyone's frozen in place. Yeah. Three Freeze is weighing down the bomb, and through weighing down Sheer Heart Attack is weighing down Kira. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Killer Queen is free to step on Koichi, keeping him pinned, but uh, uh, pinning himself, because, you know, if Killer Queen moves, then Koichi's free. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as everyone's kind of just stuck in the stalemate here. Kira is Kira is impressed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by Koichi. He he never expected anyone to have an ability that could actually stop sheer heart attack. Yeah, uh, from just blowing. in two different ways. Yeah, like I I bet Echoes Act One could have figured something out. I don't know. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> but Kira just starts to rattle on about how. He has had a bad day. It's been the worst day <laughs> in his life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was humiliated. He had to pay for damages at the cafe for breaking the table. 
He got, you know, some guys tried to mug him. He became the center of attention, which was just mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. Uh, humili- humiliating and frustrating for him. But Kira is still fucking Kira in all of this. Like, he insists they speak like gentlemen. Yeah. He, he asks Koichi if he has a Kleenex or a handkerchief handy, and when he says he doesn't, uh, uh, Kira provides him with one so so he can, you know, wipe his bloody face. Like, let, let's do this properly. Yeah. And he announces, quote, I'm about to torture you to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess a Kleenex makes up for that. Sure, we're, we're even. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Kira uh, decks Koichi across the face, like punches him in the nose. And so his nose is just gushing blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he keeps telling Koichi, like, oh, you're bleeding there. You got to gotta hurry up and clean your face up. I only got, like, another minute to torture you before your friends show up. And then he, like, he steps on Koichi's hand, which makes Koichi scream. And while he's screaming, he shoves, uh, Kira shoves his shoe into Koichi's mouth. Mm -hmm. And winds up just, like, slamming his face on the pavement over and over and over again. Yeah. It's rough. It's brutal, and the whole time, like, Kira is uh, uh, drawing an equivalence between a supernatural moment of embarrassment and this severe physical beating. Like, these are equal amounts of pain to him. Yeah. And he truly believes it, because he's that invested in in image and uh, uh, propriety. Yeah. He's also trying to, like, frame this as a lesson for Koichi and how to be a real yes. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how to be tough in the face of of resistance and stuff and yeah he's bashing repeatedly bashing Koichi's face into the pavement and then he'll take breaks to like wipe all the blood off of Koichi's face with the, the tissues and then he just goes back to bashing Koichi's face into the the pavement more and more. I don't know how much of of this bit is uh you know Kira's actual like twisted view of the world mm-hmm. uh yeah he, he's got a, a tattoo on his forehead that says damaged man you don't want to mess with him <laughs> or 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 just like cruelty that uh, uh he, he's trying to hurt koichi with his words that he doesn't fully believe but yeah. like he might think of this as a mentorship moment like you're going to yeah. spend the last 30 seconds of your life as a real man if i have anything to do with it a real man as defined by me yoshikage kira yeah and, and after he's finished, like, bashing Koichi's face into the concrete, like, you see this shot where he stands up and he looks at his hand and he's got a bunch of Koichi's hairs, like, in between his fingers because he, he mm-hmm. just was doing that so forcefully. And he's, like, grossed out by it. And so he shakes all the hairs off of his hand. And as he's doing that, Koichi, still alive, he just mutters out, your name is Yoshikage Kira. Hell Yes. <laughs> Because Kira's wallet is very slippery. <laughs> yeah, it fell out of his fucking jacket. For the second time this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Koichi is reading his, his uh, ID. He knows his name. He knows his home address. Yep. And like, we know, Koichi, you have the ability to summon uh, uh, echoes in previous acts. Mm-hmm. Have Act 1 shout that name to the fucking heavens. <laughs> yeah. Make everyone in town know that name and address. Come on, buddy. Come on. Yeah. Koichi is just barely, like, able to prop himself up off the ground, like, on all fours. Mm-hmm. And this part is so good. Yeah, Kiris rolls Koichi over, 
just a second ago to see that yeah Koichi was was looking at his ID and a ton of blood is just running down Koichi's face he just starts taunting Kira saying you think you're this fucking super tough un- untrackable perfect serial killer and yet this shitty little eighth grader just figured out who you are <laughs> name address fucking everything I got your number dude uh-huh it's so good it's so good <laughs> And, like, I am ready for Koichi to die. <laughs> yeah. Because this would be an amazing... I'm gl- he doesn't. Everybody, please calm down. He doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm ready for it. Like, this would be worth it. Yeah. Just to underline that point, he gets punched straight through, again, through the gut by Killer Queen. Yeah. Proving, once again, he's Koichi Jr. He figures out the impossible mystery that the, the villain is hiding to protect himself. And mm-hmm. is about to deliver that to his friends, and he gets well not killed, but nearly killed in this case yeah. by a fist puncturing uh, in and out of his guts. Yeah. Oh, do you mean Kakyoin Junior? You said Koichi yes. Junior. Yeah. Koichi is his own father. No. Yes. Ka- <laughs> Koichi is Kakyoin Junior. Whoa. I've I've been saying it from the beginning, and remember, mm-hmm. Koichi has an older sister. Yeah. Kakyoin the Milf Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have different dads. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. When Koichi is taunting Kira here, it keeps cutting back to Kira's reaction, and he's getting really fucking pissed off by everything Koichi is saying. And the last thing mm-hmm, Koichi mm-hmm. says before he gets Killer Queen's fists clean through his gut, Koichi just screams, you're such a colossal dumbass. Uh, <laughs> and basically says with his what, what, what Koichi believes are his final words, I'll... I'll see you in hell, you motherfucker. That's basically what he says. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Just just one note. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing I could change, I really think the most cathartic thing you can say in a badass line is calling someone a son of a bitch. Yeah. And that might be uh, uh, just like the Princess Bride <laughs> speaking, but it's so good every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Koichi says, I'll see you on the other side, you murder-happy son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly, see? That's what Way he says. Better. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, Kira is really pissed off uh, as we see, like, the life fade from Koichi's eyes. And then we get the little title card in the middle of the episode, and it's just Act 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in the action, Act 3 fades away mm-hmm. as Killer Queen holds Koichi's punctured body <laughs> suspended three feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and so as Koichi is just like dangling there, Kira notices that one of Koichi's shoes fell off and mm-hmm. he can see that the sock on that foot is inside out. Like there's a, a thread on the inside that's, you know, out outside now and it's, it's poking out. And... Mm-hmm. As he drops Koichi's body to the ground, he just keeps staring at that inside-out sock, and it's bothering him so fucking much. <laughs> and so even though he said just now, I only got like one more minute or something before Josuke and Okuyasu come up, he has to take time to fix this sock. He has to. He has to. Like like a vampire has to count the, the number <laughs> yeah. of like grains of rice you spill. He has to fix this sock. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Josuke points Okiasu th- to a shortcut uh, through like a, a side alley to get to the, the shoe store they're going toward. Mm-hmm. So while Kira is fixing the sock of the dead child, mm-hmm. 
If Koichi is Gohan, Jotaro is Goku. We've all just been waiting for Goku to arrive and <laughs> save the day with the, the biggest of punching. Yep. And Jotaro has spent this entire fight uh, uh, passed out and has now woken in the moment of our greatest need. Yeah. Like, just as, like, Kira has fixed the stock and, and put the shoe back on Koichi, like, he is just inches away from Killer Queen's hand touching Koichi's body and turning his student badge into a bomb. So if anyone else mm-hmm. touches him, they're dead too. And yeah, just as he's about to do that, this is when Jotaro stands back up. Goku's back. Hell yeah. And Josuke's bringing the sensu beans. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so Jotaro, as just the master of badass smack talk, starts talking about <laughs> Kira's watch out of nowhere and then says, I'm going to bust it up. To be clear, by it, I mean your face. Yeah, it's so... Not sure why I mentioned the watch. It seems kind of irrelevant, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb that it kind of loops around to being cool again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, even though Jotaro stood up a second ago and, and threw a single, like, backhand punch with Star Platinum, you know, Killer Queen blocked it. Mm-hmm, and Kira mm-hmm. was shocked for a moment, but... Now he he's getting really cocky and confident again because it's just like, wow, your wounds are so deep. I can see the trees behind you through them. Yeah, uh, yeah. That punch was like nothing. You are two breaths from death, okay? You might look cool, but you're fucking dead. Yeah. And like Jotaro collapses down onto his knees, like coughs up some blood. He can barely, you know, even function. And so Kira's just like, well... Damn, guess I'm going to kill you, too. This is an easy target. And so we see, like, in slow motion... Killer Queen doing the, the big point to the sky to, like, with, with the right hand bomb to touch... Do, do a big old bomb touch. Yeah. And then as he gets close, guess what? That weak punch was a fiend. Star Platinum <laughs> doesn't do weak punches. Yeah. It's so <laughs> satisfying because right as Killer Queen is about to, to hit Jotaro, like, in the back of the head with the bomb... The, the bomb touch star platinum basically shoots out like a bullet and just mm-hmm. decks killer queen across the jaw so hard just a sledgehammer slam that summons again jotaro's theme from part three yeah it's so good like right after killer queen gets decked across the jaw we see like kira's face nearly caves in on itself mm-hmm. and like tons of blood just gushing out of every part of his head Kira's about to just collapse to the ground, just get completely laid out. But instead, uh, Jotaro, now just standing up, grabs Kira by the, the, the wrist that's got the watch on it. And it's just being held up by, by the wrist. And Jotaro says, up close, that watch is tacky as hell. Uh, but that's the least of your worries right now, because I'm about to bust your face. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He busts his face. Yeah. It- Kira thinks to himself, it's so fast. It's like it stopped time. Yeah. And he says it so petulantly, like he sounds like he's going to cry. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. This whole time, Kira's kept the, the, the cool, calm, collected, like gentlemanly voice. But when he's getting fucked up, he sounds like a child. Mm-hmm. Killer Queen isn't just getting rocked. It's getting like air juggled Devil May Cry style with punches. <laughs> <laughs> like it's directly above Star Platinum. He's just punching straight up. <laughs> Under all of this punishment, of course, Kira falls unconscious, uh, and Jotaro 
uh, just the exertion with his his severe wounds does the same shortly after, but not m- before thinking, "Hey, that Koichi kid, he done good. He has my respect too." Yeah, and then that's when I he... can't wait to see how Jotaro nearly dies for Okiyasu to gain his respect. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should start liking these kids before you walk into the grave. Yeah. So yeah, Jotaro also passes out right next to Koichi's lifeless body. And this is when Josuke and Okiyasu arrive mm-hmm. uh, in in this little back street and see just the 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 bloodiest scene. bodies I've ever seen in this, their life. There's tons of debris everywhere. There's three <laughs> dudes that all appear to be dead with blood fucking everywhere. A shoe store that got exploded eight times. Yeah, this is this is like. One of the messiest stand fights in all of JoJo, just because everyone in the fight nearly dies. So they are freaking out, you know, uh, uh, Josuke's best friend, his nephew, who do I fix up first? Are they even dead? Is this a grandpa situation? Oh shit, oh shit, Okiyasu is, is freaking out. Yeah. And Kira wakes up woozily in a moment to just see Crazy Diamond fixing his fallen foes and then says to himself, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should be the last day of your life. (laughs) Yeah, he he's barely able to muster the strength to like roll over and try to crawl away, and he's thinking to himself like, "Hey, I'm Yoshikage Kira. I've been able to overcome any adversity in my life, no Mm -hmm, matter how mm -hmm. great. I have to escape from this too." So as our two fallen heroes are are like patched up, they're shaking it off. They're like. Their wounds are fixed, but there's a bit of head fog that comes from being nearly resurrected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Josuke gets up to this stranger he's never seen before and is like, mm, these guys are fucked up. This guy's probably a dangerous stand user. He might even be the killer. I don't know. Mm. But he starts uh, doing like a, a terrified bystander act like, uh, I some weird shit happened. I couldn't even see it. <laughs> the shoe store Everybody exploded. got messed up. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both Josuke and Okiyasu have, like, a shocked look on their face, just like, oh, is this just, you know, a guy, or just a bystander? And Josuke offers, as Kira's, like, whining that, like, ah, I'm losing blood, I think a, lo- a rib may have punctured a lung, Josuke's just like, oh, hey, don't worry, I can just heal you. Kira makes a mistake and goes like, oh, yeah, please heal me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he thinks he's so convincing that he can get a, a free patch him up and then josuke remembers he is not a uniformed emt yeah it's just like why do you think that i could heal you i i can't even get allowed into pachinko shops yet but you <laughs> think i'm somebody who's a you think i'm like a med student or something that can patch you up that's very suspicious wait a minute yeah so that the whole time that that was Josuke's plan to to see if this person would just kind of accept that Josuke had healing powers because he's a stand mm-hmm, user. Mm-hmm. So Kira, in a last ditch effort, decides to, as so many villains before him, karate chop his <laughs> own goddamn hand off. <laughs> Not his head this time, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's his left hand. So sheer heart attack can pop out and that be the center and also allows Kira to go even farther beyond that that long distance range. Yeah. And like 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 dropping a turret in Team Fortress 2 or something. Yeah. Like and even if, 
you know, like the sheer heart attack gets weighed down by Act 3, it's not going to affect him. His hand isn't attached to his body anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the perfect plan. And like while he's doing this, he does admit to Josuke and everyone else that like, yeah, you fucking caught me. I'm the guy you've been looking for. And when he chops his hand off and like tears are streaming down his face from the pain, he's telling everyone that like he doesn't care about winning or losing. The only thing he cares about is just survival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's going to live another day to to sleep peacefully and do what he loves, which is killing women and, and living with their hands. Everybody needs a hobby. Some people need a new hobby. Yeah. But <laughs> so sheer heart attack. The unstoppable stand is... The, uh, is back. Mm. Uh, but Josuke, Josuke's not worried. He doesn't think a thing of it because he heals the hand. Yeah. Uh, by punching Sheer Heart Attack with the healing punch and instead heals the hand that uh, summons Sheer Heart Attack in the same mm. way that damage is confirmed, uh, uh, conferred. And so the hand pops up off the ground and flies through the air, being pulled back toward the wrist uh, to be like, reattached to through stand magic Mm -hmm. much like i said weeks ago yes yeah for how they could follow okiyasu's hand to uh who we would eventually learn is a teenage delinquent named akira (laughs) yeah this time they did it good job they listen so yeah now they're all chasing this floating hand through morio to try and track down where kira is is running off to Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. and as they're running off Koichi still remembers everything he read on on Kira's ID, so he's just shouting to everyone. This is his name. This is his, his address. This is how old he is. Like they got all the info on this dude. Now everyone knows. And Kira, the the bloody mess that he is, comes around the corner and runs into his work friends, <laughs> yes. who are clearly never inviting him to lunch again. Yeah, everyone is. Everyone in the street is freaking the fuck out. Like, what? What happened to your hand? Why are you so bloody? And Kira, just being the freak he is, just like lifts up his stump that's super bloody that he's like trying to. He's trying to stop the bleed by like wrapping his tie around his wrist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just goes like, "Oh hey everybody, sorry I'm busy right now." And then he just keeps <laughs> walking. Well, he doesn't want to make a scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just playing it off like normal. The gang continues to chase down this hand, which eventually leads them to Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, the salon. And uh, presumably, of course, Kira is trying to uh, uh, get himself a new face, a new identity. Mm-hmm. So as, as they come in, they see Dr. Aya lying on the ground, a- appearing to be dead. Again, she's not. Mm-hmm. Everyone takes a long time to die in JoJo's. Yep. And there's also a man slumped over the vanity in, the, you know, the back room, in the treatment room, also appearing to be dead. And this one, yeah, he absolutely is, because he ain't yeah. got no face. Yep. Yeah, his his face is gone. His fingerprints are also gone. Like you're seeing the, the bone and muscle beneath the face skin. Yeah. Jotaro notices that, like, hey, the, the hand is in this room, and it's still moving around, and it's not attaching to this dead guy it's a completely mm-hmm, different dude mm-hmm. and and kira is somewhere else and so dr aya with her last gasps has some exposition to deliver yeah this this dead guy here has a very similar height and weight and build to kira so kira grabbed this dude murdered him in front of aya and then forced aya to give him this new face and fingerprints and identity and then, before he left, just stabbed her in the throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Josuke goes to heal Aya with Crazy Diamond. 
but Jotaro's like, no, fuck, don't do that. And so Okuyasu, just in time as you as you hear a click, mm-hmm. uh, Okuyasu uses the hand to pull everyone back away from Aya as she blows up. Because Aya's the bomb! Aya was a bomb, so if Josuke healed her, he would have blown up too. So uh, uh, Aya is is now dead, uh, uh, dead and gone. But meanwhile, the, the severed hand is inching through a side door mm-hmm. in the office, escaping the office like a, a little evil thing from the Adams family. <laughs> and as they chase it, they spill out onto a busy street in sort of a, a square in uh, the, the Morio commercial district. Yeah. In front of them is the big Morio cineplex, and there, there's some more shops around them. Yeah. And the narrator basically summarizes the situation. Yeah. Aya is dead, uh, and Kira has a new face. He's going to take the identity of this man he killed. And so now we, we've kind of got this reset situation where we know about this killer, but he has gone back into hiding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we've got a dead stand user and all of the information that Koichi got, this name and address that he nearly died for is not the name and address anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, that is the ending of Heart Attack Part 2. Kind of the the end of this second chunk of of uh Diamond is Unbreakable. 3 steps forward and 2 steps back in their hunt for the killer. Yeah. They they know a lot, but not as much as they did 5 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you notice something about th- this final scene? A little visual easter egg of sorts. Um, maybe there, there's a lot of future characters in the, the crowd shot here. Not that. No, okay. fuck those people. <laughs> All right. What is it? I mentioned that like the, the building across the street from Cinderella's back door is a movie theater. Oh shit. Is that Austin Powers? Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> it's Austin Powers 2 being advertised. Well, technically there is a poster for Powers 2. Powers a, 2. Uh, yeah. The the <laughs> deadly queen of the Austin Powers franchise. <laughs> oh man. I did I did not notice that until now. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I should mention, I don't think if I mentioned this yet, but many episodes ago when we were doing the uh the episodes where they're they're fighting Akira, mm-hmm. there's that part where uh Chili Pepper draws like all the power from the entire city's power grid and like the you get different shots of morio where the power's going off and one of those crowd shots kira is in it oh oh isn't he also visible in like the first or second episode by the um uh with the mugger at, I, at the oh, convenience store i think because so? i know rohan is there a lot of the future stand users are are there yeah i think he is i'd have to double check but i'm pretty sure he is now, I don't know the Japanese release date for Austin Powers 2, but <laughs> at least in the U.S., yeah, that came out June 11th, 99, so we are now right. in, what are, we're in late June, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. that absolutely would be uh, showing in Morio <laughs> if the Japanese release date is anywhere near the, the U.S. release. I want to hear the Japanese dub of Austin Powers 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fight here. I like how messy the fight in this part is. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a this is a brutal, brutal fight. Like, yeah, like everyone gets fucked up. 
It's interesting how Kira's two stands, his stand and his stand's stand, uh, lead mm-hmm. to, as, as we've seen very recently, two very different kinds of fights. Because yeah. despite being a bomb, Killer Queen's bomb touch is very, at least as it's used, is very methodical, very strategic, mm-hmm. very quiet, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Surgical precision. But when sheer heart attack just gets left alone to, to do its thing, it, it's a bull in a china shop. Like, yeah. There, there is, it's all about collateral damage. Yeah. I really like how much Killer Queen uh, matches the, the the like the needs and the the way serial killers work. Where mm-hmm. Killer Queen is absurdly powerful when everything is like planned out and you're not gonna get caught. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The instant you get caught, Killer Queen's gonna get rocked by anything that's just about punching. <laughs> like Killer Queen can punch, but when it's up against Star Platinum or, or probably even Crazy Diamond, it will just get fucked up in close range combat. Mm-hmm. And Morio is the perfect place for a serial killer to operate where they have incompetent and self-interested police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. K- killer Queen's just one of my my favorite stands just cuz of how well it, it matches its user and how he wants to operate. Mhm. Mhm. And also like I just really love the moment where Jotaro fucks fucks Kira up. It's it's real good. It's, it's real, real good. good. It's real satisfying to have the part three Jotaro theme come back one more time. And it's very worth waiting until nearly two thirds through the part, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We, we talked about how just introducing stands made Joseph take the, the back seat in part three. Mm-hmm. But I think the the scale difference, the, the uh, uh, scope difference of part four did that same thing for Jotaro. Like, yeah. when the problems are goofy things happening around a high school, uh, killing someone with the force of a jackhammer is, <laughs> that's not what the hero is anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so now that we are ramping up to an actual deadly danger, both in pacing, like the, our, our new cast has had its time to become the, the main cast and uh, uh, have Jotaro become comfortable in the side. But it's also a thing that, deserves uh that that sort of uh response to to finally be relevant (laughs) yeah also i really like this two-parter for um it's a good part for showing how much more experienced jotaro is just like the amount of extra knowledge he has about stands because he's fought like several dozen at least Mm -hmm. compared to koichi i don't know and there, there is that fine line where he is factually right about everything but he's clearly wrong in not appreciating koichi's uh, uh abilities or contributions yeah yeah like anytime they're disagreeing about what is actually happening yes jitaro is right but he still could be seeing koichi as an asset more than he is and now he knows and now he knows <laughs> now he knows to rely on the little man as long as the little man gets really pissed off, he's going to do good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, also, I like how this, you know, the, the big first real confrontation with the, the main villain is between, you know, two side characters and not the main Jojo because Josuke has a lot of abilities that, that would have made the fight a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> and so just like having Josuke show up at the end, it's just like, oh man, the Jojo is here. Everything's way better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> But at the same time, like, oh, God, there's so many, there, there's so many tight balance uh, uh, beams, like so, so many tight ropes to walk in this because it's also, as we mentioned, head to head, stand to stand. He's powerless against Killer Queen. Yeah, yeah. 
if he had just done the thing that he always does and, and wanted to do so badly to save his friend, he'd be mm. fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. With this part, and especially later parts, because like as we're recording this episode, like the first chunk of Stone Ocean came out, and I've been watching, mm-hmm. going through that a couple episodes every day. Man, I, the later parts of JoJo, especially starting with 4, do a pretty good job usually of like balancing all these weird powers in a way where like they all have a lot of interesting interactions and i don't know like at at some points i understand why araki will just drop something or just (laughs) never bring something up because sometimes it's like fuck dude how do you balance all this shit and make it interesting and Mm -hmm. like (laughs) there's so many weird interactions all these powers can have between each other like it seems like a really hard balancing act to, to to keep right so thank you all for joining us as uh, uh, we see, I mean, how much of what makes Kira scary isn't Killer Queen or even a sheer heart attack. It's He's just as determined as his little talky drone stand. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess the chase resumes uh, yeah. next week where we will be back with two more episodes, Adam Hart Father and Jankin Boy is coming. Ah, oh, Jankin Boy. So I guess maybe we aren't continuing the chase. Maybe it's time for a little uh, uh, comic relief goof up time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We just had a stand user die again, like uh, yeah. one at a time. They're getting knocked off, man. Yeah. There's only so many left. What if Kira kills Slug Dad and Keicho looks up from hell like, finally, it was all worth it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, finally. Thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, until then, thanks for listening. Uh, mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. sure to re- recommend our, our show to others who, who may have some interest in hearing about JoJo, especially if they've been, they've been curious about it for a while. Uh, you can find us on all the normal places. Like you mentioned just a second ago, at the moment of recording, we're in the mo- we are having like there is a resurgence of JoJo oh, interest yeah. from the drop of the beginning of of part six. Yeah, there's part six, and very soon actually the spinoff manga about Josuke and Whole Horse will be coming out. Uh, the, the first chapter of that. Uh, there's also some other weird like part six spinoff, like one off mm. from some other author that's coming out. So be really interested in in seeing these weird spin-off things too that are that are being done by people other than Araki. Seeing seeing JoJo through other people uh, lens of other people might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, JoJo fans are eating good and uh, I'm happy to be bringing this bean casserole every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, until next week. Thanks for for listening and we'll we'll see you next week. To be continued. <laughs>